Hey guys, welcome back to Birdies Not BS. And we know that all of our listeners are of different levels of playing golf and knowing golf. Today's episode is especially for those who are beginners. Golf 101, the basics. We're going to break it down for you guys at home. Let's get it started. going on it's your man doug i'm here with cheyenne as always birdie's not bs coming at you with a little golf 101 i don't even know where to start cheyenne i'm gonna be honest with you because right so it's been a while since we've been uh since we've been beginners right i started playing golf when i was five so i'm yeah 24 years in mm. All um, right. got her beat so- too damn i'm old but we have Mari Bell here, who's our producer. That's right. Who is a Hello. golfer, and she's got great questions for us that beginners might be. And a new to golfer at that. But this, before we even, I don't want to hear from her just yet. Okay. I want to talk to you first, Shy, about just memories uh, of of starting the game out because you had a different start. You know, you had one of the best <laughs> mentors kind of help you with the game in Earl Woods, and I've I've read reports, mm-hmm. I've seen things, I've seen a lot of things. You've but seen, what do you remember? Right? What what do you remember about being like super young in the game and and just learning? I just remember falling in love with the game almost immediately at a very young age, five, six years old. Everything was fun. I was super competitive. I loved being good at what I did. Um, but I was a beginner, you know, I still was learning. And I've told this story before, but I remember my first tournament ever. I was eight years old. It was nine holes. And I thought I won the tournament because I had the highest score. I shot 98 for nine holes. And, you know, I grew up watching basketball and playing sports that highest score won. And so for me at eight years old, I thought I killed it. Like right. I was no, ready you did to kill it. dominate this golf world. <laughs> that is exactly what you did. You killed it. But, you know, as a beginner, I learned very fast of, you know, what it takes in this sport to actually be good. And, and I grew up going to the park, hitting balls back and forth across the field. And we then we found out what a driving range was. Okay, now we go to the driving range and we learn to hit balls there. Um, so, yeah, you definitely learn along the way. There's not always, like, the perfect resource of telling you where to go and what to do. But like you said, my grandpa got me started. So he was the one who, when we had questions, we would go to him and ask him what we should do, what tournaments to play, what golf clubs should I be buying at 8 years old, 12 years old. So that was definitely helpful for me growing up. How good was Earl at golf? I mean, from what I remember, he was great. You know, he wasn't flashy. He wasn't long. You know, for me, I mainly just chipped and putted with him. He taught me how to plumb bob when I was like 12 years old and uh, taught me how to putt to the picture. So for me, he was more so wise um, and very knowledgeable about the game. I didn't really see him play per se, but he just knew a lot about a lot. And um, that's all I needed as a kid, you know, watching TV with him, watching golf and just kind of picking his brain. That was really all I needed in trying to learn the game. Did you pick his brain or did he like more like tell you what to do? Well, did you ask yeah, I was young, so I probably was like... didn't really know what to ask. Right, but, right. Um, I think like... just, you know, he was he was older. He was a grandpa, you know, and grandpas love to tell stories. And so just sitting there watching golf, he would just tell stories of whatever was happening, whatever memories he had. And um, I would learn lessons through his stories. And we went we only went out to the golf course maybe twice ever. Um, but in those times, like I remember putting to the picture, he put a pack of cigarettes down next to the hole. And that's how I learned to visualize. 
Um, thought it would learn so how just, you pick up a habit. I didn't know that's how you learn how to visualize. <laughs> Go ahead and take these cigarettes right here, girl, and uh, put to the picture of Marlboro right. Lights. Do you remember right. what kind of cigarettes they were? Let's see how good your memory was. I don't remember. Right, I've got a, a pack of cigarettes. Of it. I can find. I can. <laughs> I can pull that picture out of the uh, the archives somewhere. No, I'm just. I just found it interesting. Paint, put to the picture, and it's a pack of cigarettes just sitting there. Right. Sorry. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's what he funny. was known for. <laughs> I think that just goes to show everyone does have a unique way of getting started in the game, having that resource of learning. Um, for you, Doug, did you have that resource where you were able to get the immediate information and kind of know the the guidelines of how to get better at golf and where to get started? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish I actually knew how to answer that question. I mean, my, my, my golfing background is very unique. Um, I grew up, uh, a product of a driving range. You know, my mom my mom and dad knew that the safest place a kid could be would be a driving range, so, so they thought growing up. So they would drop me off at a range uh, back in Kentucky, and I was raised by everybody at the range, right? So when I'm, you know, 10, 11, 12, I was at the range hitting balls in my little area. Uh, different folks would try to help me with my game, uh, help me with my swing. So I, I remember being hella confused starting golf because – I was the product of so many like attitudes and opinions. You know, you, you talk to this individual, they give you that advice. You talk to an actual instructor, they give you this advice. And, and my beginning to golf was very conflicting. So I remember being just super frustrated to the point where it's like, you know what? It can't be that hard. This thing is flat and straight, the club head. It's a club and there's a ball. Just get it to go where I'm looking. And, uh, you know, before I really started getting lessons, that was that was the plan. Just hit it to where you wanted it to go, um, and I think I th I'm I'm grateful for that that start to golf because um, I think that's that's essential to to how people teach today. Like whatever advice you get, as long as you hit it towards the target or hit it somewhere remotely where you're looking, that's that's the name of the game. So that's kind of how I, I grew up trying to make contact and trying to hit it somewhat to where I was trying to go. That that was then, Shy. You know, that was a that was a then thing. Now getting into golf is we, we didn't have social media. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have uh George Gankis with sites you could go pay to, to learn information from. So you actually had to go do your research, make some phone calls and do those types of things, um, to tr try to figure out who to even trust and believe. So, you know, now it 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 has to be super difficult to to try to learn the game now because there's so, there's almost too many places to go to get advice. I mean, you mentioned even when you grew up playing golf, it was overwhelming. You had a lot of information coming from every direction. And nowadays, like you said, with social media, YouTube, um, you know, there's books, there's TV shows, and there's just an overload of information. Our golf-centric TV station where you can get information on scores and updates and highlights I didn't have that. I'm, I'm, I mean, again, I'm old and dating myself, but I mean, same with you. You old because there was no golf channel I'm when not you was young. That no, old. you're not. Yeah, you're not that. You ain't this old. That's what you mean to say. You ain't this old. But there, I mean, you know, not to interject, but there, there was just no 24-hour resource when I was a kid or growing up like there is now uh, mm -hmm. to get advice, be it right. good advice or be it the wrong advice. Right. You know, and, and those are right. the things. That's the hard part, you know, to me is you don't know what the hell's right and wrong when you're getting the information, you're drinking it from a fire hose. Well, even at our level, it's an overload of information. You know, if I'm struggling with my putting, 
I'm still getting um, information from this way and that way. There's these tips online on YouTube or, you know, I'm seeing Tiger Woods practicing and doing something on TV. Should I be trying this or that? But keep it simple and find that one resource, that one person that you do trust and that you can kind of reach out to consistently because if you're changing things every two weeks, every two months, you're never going to get the results because you're not even giving it time to work or give it time to figure out if you like it or not. Well, see, Cheyenne, what you just said right there is probably one of the most important things that people need to take away from this episode is the fact that there's so many different places to get information and the way that people dress up the language in golf, like people will tell you the same shit, but they'll dress it up with different words and different tones and, and, and inflections. The most important thing a person can do that's starting out playing golf is only listen to one person. Uh, now, the temptation to listen to everybody is there. It's very easy to, to you know, follow 30 coaches. And I've even done this. I, I've done this, I promise. I've literally unfollowed every coach or anybody that was coaching golf because I was getting too many different inf- pieces of information uh, about the golf swing that was taking me away from what I was trying to do with my own coach. I agree. No, I totally agree. There are multiple aspects to the game. So you can have different coaches or different uh, resources you're going to for chipping, putting, full swing, whatever the case may be. Um, That's totally okay. But again, just keep it as simple as possible. Um, Now, today we are talking about Golf 101. And when I was looking stuff up, for those who don't know, first of all, Maribel and Doug are married. And when I was looking (laughs) stuff up about Golf 101, you mentioned listening to one person. And one of the number one do's and don'ts in Golf 101 was do not let your significant other be your coach. Um, Agreed. And so I just want to hear what your guys' experience has been and what you might, uh, what advice you might give for listeners who, whether you're a wife wanting to teach their husband or a husband wanting to teach their wife, how is that dynamic? Oh, yeah. Stop, run, don't do it. No, yeah. I, I would say, so when I first started to play, I didn't know him, so obviously that was easy. But when I met him, I did ask him for help, and then he has given me advice. But you were there. I mean, when we played recently, he was. <laughs> his advice is very, to me, I, it doesn't translate the way that other people can communicate in, in, to me. So he was saying, like, what were you telling me to not hit it? Oh, to down and through. Hit right? down and through. Okay, so ball. so his advice is down and through, down and through, and in my mind that doesn't work. It just doesn't compute for you to just tell me down and through. I'm like, what? What the hell does that look like? I need visuals. I need you to like touch my club and show me we how can't it touch goes clubs. It's or whatever. We got coronas <laughs> out here. We can't touch clubs. You have to stay but six you know feet I mean? away. It's just, I think so. Here's the thing. He's a great. He's great at helping people, and he's great at instructing. Uh, even though that's not what he does full time, but me, I, I don't compute with him when it comes to that part of things. I get some interesting advice that have, that I've used, but I need to hear it from other people as well. Yeah. It's, it's weird. You know, in our last, you know, our last season, we had the let's get technical, um, segment. We still do it, but it's a little longer now, but when we get technical, we can talk in our language, Cheyenne. I feel like golf is like high-level instruction has got a whole different um, vernacular. And I don't know how to speak to a person that's beginning the game. It's just, yeah, I don't know. The, I honestly like don't know the words to use. <laughs> no, to I agree. I can totally relate. To I've say. always said I'm a horrible coach because 
a lot of golf, it's a lot of terminology too that isn't easily translated to someone who doesn't know golf on our on our level, whatever that is. But yeah. do you know what I mean? The terminology sometimes is advanced and when you are just trying to communicate to us what's basic instruction or information, it, it doesn't always uh, translate as easily as we think. Um, so I always say yeah. I'm, I'm not a great coach because I just say just <laughs> watch and do this like just do it <laughs> and, and right. yeah i'm the opposite i feel like if you're a decent player if you're like a five and below handicap i'm who you want to help you with your golf swing we're gonna get that right yeah but Doug i'm not exactly that's the hard to. part but i don't you, even know what my handicap is yeah you don't have a handicap your, your handicap is this belly <laughs> i don't play right enough I, got this belly. I don't play yes. enough but look let me let me let me ask you something so how do I even start if I'm a beginner golfer? So when I was a beginner golfer, I like to do a lot of research. I went on Google and typed in how to play golf. Mm -hmm. like that's where I started. And then the first thing that came up was an advertisement for, I think it was, where did I get my Gloves? lessons? No. Oh, golf tech. Golf, golf tech. Golf yes. tech or, yeah. It was an advertisement for golf tech. So I actually, Adam. that's where I went. I, I got golf lessons at golf tech and I don't know if that was the right move. No, you for went me. to Golf Smith back then. It was Golf Smith. I thought it was Golf. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the, <laughs> the point is that I don't think that was the right move for me because it um they started me too high. Like the clubs yeah. that I was using, where I was starting, I started with irons and a driver. And when you that here's one thing that Doug did do that really helped me. That's right. He took here it, it back. <laughs> he took it all the way back all and he said you're starting with putting and chipping that's it yeah. and you're not gonna get i don't want you swinging a driver until you are comfortable putting and chipping because Sound familiar, Cheyenne? there was just a lot of uh, it was a lot in my head and i always kind of felt like yes i want to hit the driver so hard i want to release stress <laughs> yes but, but it's actually more stressful when you can't hit it, it is and correctly. i was gonna say as a beginner that's not even fun because that is advanced and it is super technical and at the end of the day, yes, you want to hit it far, but you also want to see the ball go in the hole. And that's why I think the putting yes. is such a good place to start for a beginner because you can start super short, you can work on the basic technique, and you see the ball going in the hole, and that's always exciting, and that's how you gain the love and the appreciation for the game. So what about if I need a little bit of help when it comes to getting clubs? Like I don't want to – maybe because I'm new to the game, I don't want to buy a full bag yet – because I don't know if I'm going to love it or hate it or what's going to happen. And it's a big investment. Mm -hmm. I bought a full bag because, again, <laughs> I just walked into the store and they sold me whatever. If and you I, walk into the store, they're going to sell you Yeah, and, and I didn't have the, the experience to even know what I was doing. So I just bought what they told me to buy. And nothing was fit to me, whatever. The point is that what would you say are the most basic clubs that someone should buy at the beginning? Like when they're first starting... What are the, the minimal things that you should have in a bag? That's a great question because I'm going to be honest, you know, even though, you know, I fit clubs and work, work at True Spec, uh, we don't see that many like fresh beginners, like fresh, like straight off. Yeah, I know. You send me home right. <laughs> during we, my we, fitting because yeah, I don't know. Yeah, good it, enough. It was rough. It was a bad day. It was a really, really bad day. Some oh, great people, though. no. Um, <laughs> no, I. The first thing people need to understand is right away, you don't need to rush to buy clubs. Well, then how do you well, practice? Me, me, or you me, don't me, need me, to me, rush me. to buy multiple clubs. 
Right. I that's think fair that's too. that's a good point to make. Like Tony Finau has a story of didn't they buy one club at a time as, as he was growing up? Like he yeah, would. I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And the, but the thing is, you can do those things, but most pl- most courses, most driving ranges, the average person that's starting golf nowadays is not going straight to the course. I I highly doubt that that's happening. Because that's going to be a horrible experience. But I went straight to the driving range. Yeah, exactly. So, but my point is, I want to say that the people that are going to the driving range, most driving ranges have demo clubs um, and or the lost and found bin, which is where I started. Um, there are ways for you to use clubs um, during your your you know session that you don't have to buy. You can actually just say, hey, you know, do you have a, a demo you know wedge? You have a wedge and a six. Do you even have a rental set as a whole where that I can use? Um, and you can utilize those services as a, at a lot of places across the country. So driving ranges will have clubs that you can just borrow yes. or pay to rent. Or pay to rent. Absolutely. Okay, but which ones? So if we're starting from scratch, we're starting from putting and chipping. So I should start with getting a putter or renting a putter and some wedges? Or, or yeah. Yeah. And maybe like a pitching wedge or a nine iron. Yeah. Maybe like you a shorter. You just start golf. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason for anybody to hit above seven iron when you're just no. starting. There's just no. no reason. See, yeah. I didn't know any of that. So I bought hybrids and a driver <laughs> oh, and like. No, yeah, they got you. you got, yeah, they got guy. you were the perfect customer. <laughs> Absolutely. They were like, oh, I'm going to hit my commission with this customer. Yes. This yeah, and that's the thing. And then I think that's a good point that you make up. Not the, you know, yes, you got had. But there are a lot of places that you can go, folks, that are literally trying to sell you something. Um, they are trying to hit their sales quotas. They are trying to keep the business afloat. Mm-hmm. They do not have your best game at heart. Um, okay, that's a fact. That's a fact. Doug, I have a quick question. Uh, you work in ahead. the club industry, so is, I do work. In are club there industry. signs that people can see or be able to tell that they are being sold something? No, no, they, they, no. That's that's the sad part. You know, uh, you know, you come into to TrueSpec where I'm at, and you're not, you don't have the the ability to ability yet i want to be positive just because you don't have the ability yet uh we will politely advise folks that hey maybe a set of clubs right now is not for you um i'd love to get you connected with xyz instructor that can get you to a place where you can come back and then be fit and i think too the 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 learning curve in golf is long Mm -hmm. i think that's something that people need to understand you're not going to just say, oh, I want to be- play golf, and then come out and have an enjoyable experience. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. It's not gonna happen immediately. It's not gonna happen quick. It's gonna be, you know, I was yeah, talking. You have to start making yeah. contact. But I would say that one clue that you could <laughs> you could look for is if you walk into a store and they try to sell you a full bag of clubs yeah. when yeah. you say, and yeah, that, like, I'm the a beginner, brand new stuff too. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. a beginner. I'm just looking for a couple of clubs or whatever. Yes. Let me say something. And they try to sell you a full bag. Mm, if you time. brand new to golf and you walk into a store and they try to sell you one driver that's five hundred and something dollars, <laughs> well, you can get a whole set of some of some stuff. Uh, that's that's not as premium that you can learn with f- for yeah. that entire five hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, you can go to second win- second swing. You got yeah. second swing. Play you got played against sports. You, you go. got uh, you got. I mean, golf galaxy. Yes. You got dicks. You got there's a lot of online websites. <laughs> husband's golf bag. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Wife's you can find people bag. like you got people like Cheyenne Woods. There's a lot of people out there that have garages like Cheyenne. Yes. Cheyenne got 
17 sets of wedges. Don't be telling her business. Outside the garage. <laughs> All gone through. Have people she lined up the- at my door. Mm-hmm. Her address. No, but you know what? That's a good point. LA. Maybe maybe LA. asking friends. Like ask your golf your friends who right. play golf. Hey, you got any just one wedges club. or yeah. a putter just that yeah. I can club. borrow? Just I would, yeah, I think around. that's a good idea. What do you think? I mean, if you got a friend like Shot, damn sure got some clubs sitting around. That's for oh, sure. some people are stingy and they won't let you touch their clubs. <clears throat> Ooh. Well, certain clubs cost a lot of money, and you <laughs> haven't true. crossed the learning threshold to <laughs> use some those clubs, clubs. Are yeah, very expensive, very personal. So, so what about etiquette in general? Like, mm. okay, so you you're starting out with putting and chipping, so maybe you shouldn't be playing obviously a full round yet. But what if you play with someone who is decent? And all you do is chip and putt. Like, that's what I did with you guys. Because I, I just, I, I'm not very confident yeah. with my driver, with my driving right now. Yeah. And I haven't, I also haven't played in almost a year. And yes. you have a belly. And I have a belly, a huge belly. Because she's right pregnant. Now. So, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. In case I'm people didn't that. know. <laughs> like, why does she have a huge, okay. <laughs> so anyway, so the putting and chipping, doing that, is that okay? Or did I break rules? No, and I think that's a great, it's a great idea for those who are beginning. Um, There's so many different ways that you can play golf on the golf course and enjoy golf on the golf course as a beginner. One is, yes, your friends want to go play 18 holes. You're just going to chip and putt. You're just going to putt around, kind of chip it. But most courses are going to charge you for that. They're going to charge you to be out there. They're going to charge you a rider fee. Right. But they're going to try to charge you a rider fee. Like you gonna pay oh, there's, a 10, ri- there's a rider okay. fee. Yeah, sometimes there's a rider fee at courses. Okay. If you're playing a three ball and you bring your wife or your husband, spouse don't play. That's a good point sometimes to you make. Gotta then. Pay yeah, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars for them to ride with you. And then you also want to. You also want to make sure you're not slowing up play either. You got a group behind okay. you and they see six people on the green putting around. They might, you know, call the marshal up. So just be careful with that. But if you are willing to pay and hit a few shots on the golf course, you always have the option of, okay, let me just play the golf course from 100 yards and in. So I'm going to say, okay, this is a par four for me. I'm a beginner from 100 yards. Make your own par, set your own par, set your own distances. And you can still enjoy the game at your pace. Nobody says you have to play a par 72. Like it's just a number on a scorecard. Um, you're beginning, so make the game fun for you and make the game something that, something that's, um, it makes sense. You know, it's not something out of reach for you. And that's another thing. Like, I don't, I don't like keeping score when I'm just playing with whoever I'm playing sometimes because it's discouraging. Yeah. It's intimidating sometimes. You just want to go out there and hit it around. You don't care if you had a a four or five or an eight, like you just hitting it or a 10 and sometimes you want to pick it up and that's okay yeah, just pick it up oh wait that's pocket. not possible right you can't you can, have a 10 you, you, you can have whatever the hell you want to have if, if ain't nothing on the as line as long as you're not because at some play. point right no see that's the yeah. thing because i know that's what i you, know some people everybody that hates that real fast so at, at what point <laughs> if you are a beginner uh what point you're, are you not supposed to be playing the ball anymore like what at what point do you have to just pick I it up and when say the people behind you start screaming at you like hey let's go right so there's yeah. that Speed up. <laughs> no but to prevent that there's that and a lot of times um people will go by the standard of double par so say it's a par four you're hitting your eighth shot maybe pick it up and just take eight yeah. okay for the scorecard sake yeah one thing i think that folks should do more of um here there's there's over a hundred 
10 million golfers in the world or in the U.S. There should be more kind of mentoring friends. When I say mentoring, that's what I mean. I'm a golfer, Cheyenne. You're a golfer. golfer. Monty Bell's new. We should take her out to the course and actually show her what to do from mm-hmm. an etiquette point, right? Don't stand in somebody's line. Yeah. Or hell, what does standing in somebody's line even mean? The, right? What does right? it what mean? That? Like, because so, I didn't know that when yeah, I, stand, even when I went to watch you at the beginning. You For me, standing in my line is probably, I'm showing my hand, the most disrespectful, rude thing you <laughs> can do. And it's so funny because I'm the complete opposite. I could care less. I think it's rude. I think it's disrespectful. See, some people think, don't care. It, yeah, Cheyenne doesn't care because, you know, she's cooler than me. But, <laughs> but I what think does it rude. mean? Where does the person so, stand that is, what are yes, you saying? So the line from the ball to the hole is deemed the line, right? Imaginary line. That is the line. intended line. Yeah. It's an imaginary line that doesn't exist. The respectful thing to do is to not step in someone's line because you don't want the depression on the grass to ruin how the ball is going to roll. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So if you step in somebody's line, when you step down, that could create, you know, a bump in yeah. the green okay. where the ball could bounce off and miss the putt. So what you want to do is you want to be respectful and step over and or around said individual's line. So for me, I think it's rude. And I think it just shows that people aren't, uh, paying attention to their surroundings and lack, you know, certain integrities altogether. Okay. See, when you said that, I thought you were talking about standing at, to the side of you when you were about to tee off. Cause I know you don't like that. Or I you used like to not like that. Me. I want you to, I want people another, in front yeah, of me. That's another etiquette thing, whether it's a tee shot or on the green too. So whether you're standing in front of or behind, it's distracting. And so that's Absolutely. something that, you know, some people might not be aware of and they're not meaning to be rude or disrespectful, but they just, they are. <laughs> Absolutely disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, these are things that a lot of people don't know about. Oh, I'm going to tell you the first time nicely. I'm like, hey, yo, it's my line right here. You need to stand to the side of it. But the next time you're like, hey, yo, what the, I, hell, I told you about this, right. this situation, and you you just not adhering to it. So yes. we got to talk about this. But no, the mentor thing that you had mentioned was, is, is a good idea, because there are so many programs for kids, right? Learning the game of golf, learning etiquette learning the do's and don'ts, but for adults, you don't really see that at any golf courses or, or any organizations that do that. And so maybe that is something that people could reach out to a friend who plays golf and maybe like once a month, just come out and show me the ropes and, and experience sh- it. it and just experience. Let me experience it. Yeah. Let me just shadow you and see how, how I can make this work. It's a, a golf internship, basically yes. on course internship. Yes. Matter of fact, you heard it here first. Birdie's not BS. Cheyenne is going to be sponsoring adults <laughs> for the first ever on oh, course What did golf I get myself internships. into? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm giving out that's my it, clubs, and I'm now interning out. people on the golf course. And, no, no, you you you're managing the intern. <laughs> managing <laughs> the, the manager. That sounds like even more work. <laughs> that's it. That's so it. okay. Game. So if I go to the driving range, I usually they have chipping and putting available as well. For free. Free. So they have. Okay. If you bring your own, so they have those. Course. Oh, you bring your own balls. Yeah. Okay, so you can even save money if you're just chipping and putting. Uh, that's literally what I did when I was a kid. You know, I, I when my parents dropped me off at the range. You know, I had my a couple of chores around the range so that I could earn balls to hit. You know, I'd pick balls and you know clean weeds, whatnot. That that's where I lived. I lived on the chipping and putting green because it didn't cost any money. When do you know you're ready and you graduated to uh, using a driver or hybrids or? That went fast. We went from free putting to hitting <laughs> free chipping and no, putting. No, because we talked about p- putting, chipping, maybe 
an iron like the nine iron, which you said it's it's a, that's a low iron. I don't know. It's it's. I, I always say that stuff backwards, right? It's it, nine yeah. iron is a it's say, a high number, but it's it a, a low loft. That, it's sh- oh, it's, it's a short it's iron. Short. It goes oh shorter. yeah, because that's the thing. That's the thing, you guys. I, I didn't know that at first. That the numbers actually like the the higher you go, the shorter the distance. No, mm-hmm. I said right. That. Oh, you no, know, you that said is it right. correct. Yeah. Sorry. Th- so the driver is one, right? Yes. Yeah, it can be. Technically. Okay. Kinda. So how do you know you've graduated from the shorter distance clubs I think, to maybe a driver? I think it comes question. down to comfort, um, you know, and what you have access to. So say you've been chipping and putting for however long and, oh, someone just gave me a driver. Let me just see how it goes. And if I'm comfortable with it, do I enjoy it? Um I think it's a, a person-to-person just comfort level basis you know um I don't think there's one correct way to know that you're ready to start hitting drivers but obviously you would like to progress up to that you know a lot of people learn how to hit hit the ball with the driver yeah because you can you tee know, it up super the, high and that's usually the easiest yeah, you shot can tee to it hit. up and you can hit it high and like it goes up and people love it. it's far it's very it's rewarding ex- it's when, you, when you make contact with a driver because it's it feels so good yeah. <laughs> But when you don't, it's so bad. You, know what? you can't say stuff like that to Cheyenne because when she hits the driver, it's always the same. Yeah. So hitting driver for her is probably not as rewarding. very boring golf. Yes. Probably the most boring <laughs> golfer ever. You're not like, it doesn't relieve any stress for you then. No, I love it. I love it. I love hitting the driver. I love hitting it hard. Um, but yeah, as Doug said, I do play very boring golf. <laughs> I hit a lot of I fairways. do enjoy when you miss a fairway. You do. It's, it's oh, fun. I'm glad I it can do that It makes me excited. It's like, oh, she's human. She <laughs> is human. She's not a robot. Yes. Yeah, I got to spice it up every trap. once in a while. Okay, so what do I need to keep with me when I'm first starting out? That What are the basic things that I should have with me at the course or at the driving range? Oh, my answer for Cheyenne. She's going to say chapstick. <laughs> chapstick and, Besides- and Doug, what do you use for your hands? <laughs> lotion lotion antibacterial and lotion and yeah okay so nowadays you yes. on my hands right now and i'm not even in the same street as i you. already know what they're looking like so okay rude. but what else besides sunscreen okay so i would say like just the basic the basic you know you have a little baggie that you take to the golf course every time you go out you should have some maybe a golf glove i don't know golf glove a glove, some, yeah. Uh, glove balls. Balls, golf balls, maybe just three golf balls. You can chip and putt around. Some golf tees, which are, you know, the little wooden sticks that you put in and tee the ball up. Um, what else? Some people don't know what tees are. Yes, oh, that's I true. Know, this know. is basic. We're talking <laughs> basic here. That's why I said, wow, because I saw how, <laughs> I how where we were going. Don't be judgmental. I'm not being judgmental. This is how I started. I, I didn't even know what par meant. I didn't know. I had to learn, okay, par is even and birdie, you know, is when you're one under and eagles two under. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know that now, obviously, but I, there's a lot of terminology out there in the golf world that can be very confusing and honestly overwhelming. So what would be a great resource, maybe a book to read or something? I don't know. Like, where do you even I'll tell you start learning book. about this A stuff? great book to start with golf is simple. That's not boring, though. It's not boring. It's got great pictures and illustrations. It's even got some, uh, some uh, animation. It's Tiger Woods' My Game. Mm. Isn't that what it's called? Or how I play golf? Excuse how me. I play golf? Woods, yes. How I play golf? My game yes. is the series that's that he a, did. That's a beginner type. Yes. If you actually read the book, yeah. Tiger breaks it all the way down. Yeah. He starts from the green. How to be a good putter? How to be a good chipper? And then oh. you gradually gets to. You should read the book. I own it. <laughs> um, I have two. 
Um, <laughs> I thought it might be boring. Best, I don't know. Go, best, quarantine book club. One of the better resources I think that's out there for for beginners. Um, again, that was thirty one so, years so ago. So fire up the Google later. Yeah, fire up the Google. Google and I mean, for me, in learning anything, whether it's golf related or not, YouTube is a great resource. Like, I'm sure if you you type in even just golf terminology, someone has created a YouTube video that breaks down par, birdie, sand trap. What's a Sandy when you get up and down, you know, just the basic out of bounds, the rules. It's a great, it's a great tool to go to just to kind of get the basic breakdown of what you might need to know. The last thing I'll say is that when you're, when you set on this journey to play golf, um, it's not a short, it's not a short route to be successful. You know, this is one of the hardest games that you can take up, especially as you get later in life. Um, when I say later in life, like 22 um, if you take it up post 22, it's going to be <laughs> Damn, tough. Damn, I'm way past that. I know, that. I'm just saying it's going to be hard. It's not an easy game to start. Yeah. And you're talking about a, a at least two to three year learning curve before you actually see measurable results. I agree. I mean, and that, it, it sounds doom and gloom, right? Three years before I see anything that resembles success? Absolutely. Yeah. Golf's a microcosm of society. So you're going to have folks that you can't trust. You're going to have folks that try to swindle you. You're going to have really uh, uh, amazing people that have had, you know, have wealths of knowledge. You're going to run into every type of scenario you can in life on the golf course. Uh, you can't get around it. There's no way to avoid it. Um, so just, you know, put your seatbelt on early in this game and, and ride it until you get better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and because everything that you said there, and I think it's so true, but it's also why we're addicted to it because there is a constant, curve of learning it there's something always to be working on and I think too that's that's why it gets frustrating and that's why we're addicted to it but those who are beginning need to also realize that that is a, a never-ending journey in a way and the reason that I love to play golf as well is because of the social aspect and I think if you're beginning to play golf you want to make sure you're in an environment that you enjoy and you're with people that you can truly enjoy whether you're hitting it 300 yards down the fairway or you can barely make it off the tee box so yes it's a game that you want to be good at and you want to improve on but at the same time you're outside you're probably in a beautiful park area beautiful golf course with people that you enjoy being around and that's what it should be about and corona free corona free stay six feet away and bring your wet wipes and there it is again another episode of birdies not bs doug smith Diane Woods, thank you so much for listening and being a part of our golf journey. You know where to find us, Birdies Not BS, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And Cheyenne will tell you the URL. BirdiesNotBS.com. Send us all of your questions, and we will read them and answer them. And we'll see you next week. Or you'll hear us next week. We're not going to see you, but we're going we gonna to be <laughs> back next week. I always want to see people. They, I want them to see I know. FaceTime Cheyenne at Cheyenne Woods. At, 